What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Dare Universe It's Me podcast. You are listening to episode 10. And if my voice does not sound familiar to you, my name is Jenny. I am your host. It is so nice to meet you. Welcome to the show. And if my voice does sound familiar to you, welcome on back. You know the drill, you guys. Thank you so much for pressing play on today's episode. Today's topic is a little bit different, and I think thought on it for a minute because I've only done one other solo episode and it was interesting for me. I'm definitely a people person and I'm I get really jazzed up about conversations. That's really what I choose to do if I have the choice. However, there are some topics where I like to talk about my experience because this podcast is all about my growth spiritually. So quarantine and self-isolation has played a pretty big role in my growth and it's triggered a lot of my recent growth and diving deep into my triggers, getting a life coach. It's done a lot of really amazing things for me, and I know my future self will look back and say, 2020, sure, you might have sucked a little bit, but you also were really awesome, and you did a lot of good for for your girl. So that's kind of where I'm at, and I wrote these different things in my journal, really five big things that helped me during quarantine, during self-isolation, to not only survive, but really thrive during during that hard time. And I was like, you know, I could sit on it and keep it in my journal, but I would be doing a disservice to this podcast because I want to share everything because there's always someone who's going to listen and be able to relate. Or there's another, there's another single divorced woman out there who's living alone or not even divorced, but some, we're all healing. We are all healing from things that we don't talk about. We're all healing from things that we don't talk about. So quarantine was really a big time for me. And I know there's people listening who have experienced similar things. So in today's episode, I'm going to share five big things that helped me survive self-isolation. And I'm hoping to continue them into my everyday life. And hopefully you can relate too. But this is the first episode I've released in, I think, two or three weeks, which is rare for me. I've really been busting out awesome, awesome conversations that I'm having with experts or with people who have just had amazing experiences spiritually or in their everyday lives. And I had to take a little pause because I am just being very honest and vulnerable as I try to encourage all of you to do as well in your lives. I've had a very hard last few weeks and I have illness in in my family And so we're dealing with that. I'm having a lot of stress, a lot, a lot, a lot of stress that I'm having a hard time dealing with in other aspects of my life. And I'm just trying to balance everything I have going on right now. And I thought if I can't put out quality episodes, then I'm going to just wait. I'm going to just give myself space and take a deep breath, which is what we're going to do next. So I apologize for not putting out, you know, the normal content as I do. I'm hoping every other week now I'll be able to keep up with it because this brings me so much joy. And really, I think the purpose is putting out episodes that maybe you can relate to. That's really just my purpose. In in life, I always want to help people. That's always been the basis of who I am. And so this is there this is very therapeutic for me, very fun for me because my background in college is radio and broadcasting, but it's also tapping into part of my entire journey and the reason I'm discovering all of these different things. So that being said, let's take a pause, take a breath together, give ourselves permission to 
feel some things, whatever we may be feeling, and then let's jump into this solo episode. So, as always, I am on the floor in my living room. (laughs) I have my cup of hot tea, I have um, a candle lit, and my lights are down low. Nice little vibe for myself. And wherever you are, maybe you find yourself on the floor too. I want you to just start to notice your breath. And we always do this because when you start to just notice your breath, I believe that is a form of meditation. You're tuning your energy and you're tuning your thoughts into your breath. Therefore, everything else kind of goes a little bit fuzzy or dim in the background. So as you notice your breath... Notice where you might be feeling any areas of tension. So just now when I took that deep breath, I can feel my shoulders are tight and they hurt and I'm carrying all of my stress in my shoulders. I can just tell you that. And so notice with each breath where you're holding your tension or maybe some areas that you know need love. Maybe they really need a yoga class with some hip openers, things like that. Maybe you're just having a beautiful day and you want to acknowledge that that's where you are too. You don't feel any any tension. So on your next exhale, release all of the air from your lungs, intentionally doing this to make space for new clarity, new breath. Then take a deep breath in through your nose. As always, feel your lungs expand, belly balloon. Breathe in fresh oxygen, fresh energy, fresh pranayama. Open your mouth, exhale, let it go. Oh man, it just feels darn good to breathe and know that you can do this whenever you need it. Breath is such a beautiful way to reconnect ourselves to really ourselves, reconnect to ourselves, to the earth, to relax. Never, ever, ever um, deny yourself a beautiful chance to pause and take a breath. Okay, let's jump into today's episode talking about quarantine, self-isolation, and some self-care tips that I learned throughout the whole process. Let's jump into it. Okay, before we jump into five ways that I learned to survive self-isolation, which translates to five things that helped me turn quarantine into a positive experience, I want to just simply identify and acknowledge that chronic loneliness is a thing that can take years off your life. I want to acknowledge that. I want to hold space for that because I don't think I really activated that thought in my mind until a few days ago. So this whole podcast came to me while I was journaling the other day. I was journaling about positive things that have come out of COVID for me, positive things that have come out of quarantine. Turns out there are a ton of positive things. There are a ton of positive things that have come out of quarantine. I'm so thankful for 2020 in hindsight in regards to my journey. I am so grateful because I don't, if the world hadn't completely stopped so that I could slow my ass down and things could become clear, I don't think any of these positive things would have happened, including this podcast. So I want to just acknowledge that chronic loneliness is a thing that can actually manifest physically in your body. So to bring you guys up to speed, I have been working from home now since March, and I was strictly self-isolated probably for two or three months outside of seeing my two friends who I consider family here 
and we were the only people each other were seeing. And I would go to their apartment safely probably every other weekend or so just to get some social interaction. But besides that, it was just me at my house. I was doing Instacart, getting groceries delivered. It was intense. And I realized pretty quickly that this was going to bring up a lot of stuff for me. So my life before quarantine was extremely fast, extremely high paced. I didn't have time to think about what mattered to me. I didn't have time to think about if my boundaries were being permeated. I didn't have time to make make clear conscious decisions about my life and my purpose because I was so busy. So I would, would wake up, go to work, spend usually way more than eight hours at work normally. That's just kind of the nature of the beast for the industry I'm in. And then I would get home. It would be dark. I would either go work out if I had energy. If I didn't have energy, I would usually fall asleep and then wake up early, do the whole thing over again. Then by the time the weekend would come, I would be so exhausted that I would blow people off. I would um, ditch people and I wouldn't be honest about why I was doing it because I didn't want to hurt their feelings. Again, I wasn't standing up for myself. I was not creating clear boundaries. So there was just a lot of things that now I can openly say I recognize, but before quarantine, my life was chaos. But it was chaos that I think all of us are used to. If I went back to that style of living tomorrow, I would implode. I would have, I would not be able to function. So in that way, I'm so grateful for what we've experienced because it has been so good for me, for all of us. I see people in my life that are setting boundaries and they're saying no and they're quitting jobs that they hate because quarantine has forced them to look at their life and kind of zoom out and go, man, this is not what I want to be doing. This is not the person I want to be. So I want to just acknowledge that because I think it's very important to hold space and to celebrate those things. So I know that we are all experiencing this. Even if you live, whether you live alone or you live with people, we're all experiencing this sense of isolation. And so I want to just put it out there. If you are still experiencing this, you can reach out to me. You know my Instagram. It's in the description. Reach out to me. I'm here for you. I want to be a resource for you. And I think the biggest thing during quarantine is that we felt more fear than we did love. There was so much fear. And I know for me, at least, I was so stuck in that fear that I forgot the tools I had learned along the way. So things like the boundaries or... Um, the way I, the food I was putting into my body, the way I was talking to myself, um, hygiene, things like that. There was so much fear and chaos in the world that I kind of just forgot everything that I had learned along the way. And that was okay for a while until I realized through this pause and through slowing down that I had bigger things to work on. So if you have also realized that you have some stuff to work on and these realizations have come to you during quarantine, I'm not talking about stuff like fixing your roof, painting the fence, um, fixing that old car. No, I mean, if you have figured out that things in your childhood have caused a trigger for you or you have past trauma that you haven't dealt with or 
You want to forgive people who have caused you pain. You want to free yourself. If you are realizing that you have some of these things to work on, how cool and how amazing. Sorry, my phone just went off. I always forget to silence this. How cool and how amazing that self-isolation and quarantine has led us to that path where we can see things that we need to do to free ourselves so that we can breathe again. Healing. So many people are healing. I think so many people listening to this podcast have decided to heal and become better and dive into what it means to be spiritual because of COVID, because of self-isolation. So one of the hugest things that happened for me during quarantine was seeing a life coach. I started seeing a life coach because of quarantine. And of course, there was a lot of other cool things that happened because of quarantine. Like my hair grew out and I didn't dye it and now I'm embracing my natural hair. I would have never done that. I would have kept bleaching it if I hadn't had a pause to recenter myself. Um, I take so many baths now, you guys. It's kind of ridiculous. It's a part of my routine and I really allow myself space to to indulge because I'm worth it and you're worth it. And I spend a lot more time in nature. I meditate sometimes. I'm not great at it, but I do try. I have had more deep, meaningful conversations during quarantine than I've ever had in my life, specifically with my family. I have made new friends through the internet. I have gone on more walks that I can count. I have found inner peace. I have become super interested in herbal medicine. I have watched Grey's Anatomy from season one to season nine, my favorite show in the world. I rewatch it anytime I can. And I've created big goals for myself. So the biggest thing, obviously, was the life coach. But all of these little things, even creating the goal of, I'm going to go to Nepal. I'm going to hike to Everest Base Camp at over 19,000 feet. I'm going to do that one day because I can. And that's a goal. Everything I just mentioned has happened because of self-isolation, because I was allowed to take a pause to reflect on my life and reflect on the fact that I'm 29. What am I doing? Am I happy? Am I attributing to goodness in the world? Am I healing myself? Am I helping people? Am I putting out the law of attraction? If you listen to episode nine, you you got a really big insight on the fact that I'm not. And so... All of these things have led to inner peace and and knowing that you can be self-indulgent, like things like taking baths, and it's okay. Do I have inner peace every day? Absolutely not, but I feel like self-isolation and quarantine has put me more on the path. And if you listened to episode eight on tarot, you know that I had a tarot reading right before COVID hit, and that was also really cosmic for me. So I just spit a lot out but you get the drift. And if you are relating to anything I am saying, take a deep breath and know that you're not alone and it's okay. And doing hard work like this is hard. It's just hard. It is scary to look back at your past and and deal with it, but t- letting yourself slow down. If it takes a global pandemic for us to wake up internally, then that's what it takes. I recently just started opening up about um, the time I was suicidal and I never talk about it. And I just recently opened up about it to my friend. 
it is there's so much shame I've had around it but it's a part of my journey and it's really essential that I talk about it things like that are things that are happening because I have just taken this time to absolutely try to dig deep and reflect on pain and things like that and if you have ever wanted a life coach I highly recommend it my life coach is on episode 11 so stay tuned for that we're going to talk about boundaries and boundaries are humongous we her and I talk about boundaries so I want to list off the five things that I wrote in my personal journal and some of these things aren't huge but all of these things helped me to survive quarantine (laughs) and I hate the word survive because I would have survived no matter what and I'm grateful that I'm here however Even little changes like these can permeate into your life as we start to emerge from quarantine, and I hope they do. And so if these tips help you or if these tips resonate with you, even better, you know what I mean? So the first thing that helped me shift my mindset in quarantine was walks. As I mentioned, my life used to be chaos central literally chaos central and like I mentioned so the field I work for a nonprofit, and being in the nonprofit world you just have to accept that you work crazy crazy hours I've done a lot of reflecting on on this and um but that used to be my my life I used to have very little time for myself and so now in quarantine working from home it's much more flexible and I um, when it before it got too hot here in Arizona so you guys uh, if you don't know Phoenix is basically you can't function in July August eh, September it's getting better I want to say late June July August you really don't go outside so late April and all of May and early June I was walking sometimes twice a day but at least two to five miles a day I would put on my big pink headphones and I would just walk and it was the best thing in the world. I've ne- I never explored the neighborhood I live in because I was so busy, but I would walk and listen to music or listen to Joe Rogan's podcast and it is the best thing just to listen to the birds, get your blood pumping because my gym had been closed and I just highly recommend walking. I, I hope to put that back into my routine even when times get crazy when the weather cools down here but walking was so instrumental to my mental health during quarantine it was humongous it was the best thing ever the second thing was creating some sort of routine so I'm not gonna lie to you I don't do morning routines very well I for a while I was meditating and not looking at my phone for the first hour of my day that lasted mm, a week or less. (laughs) I have friends that are really good at this and for some reason I just need connection and I get connection through my phone and through texting and social media and I feel like if I lived with someone I would be able to do this but because I am I am living alone and I still feel so much isolation I needed I don't need my phone. You know what that's a goal for myself is to actually do that one day. But I did create a routine with coffee. And even if it's a small routine, just a nor- just normalizing a routine every day gave me a little big sense of being grounded. And that was really important for me. So I would wake up 
and, you know, naturally look at my phone for a little bit in bed, which is something I'm trying to get away from. I would shower, do my skincare, put on my serums, do my ice roller, do my toner. Um, really, like, before I would shower, I'd do my dry brushing to get my lymphatic system moving. And then I put my silk robe on. And at this point, it's like 7 or 8 in the morning. So I still have an hour or two before I have to sit down at my desk. And I make my pour-over coffee. So I got myself a fancy pour-over. It's I think it's the Chemex brand. I got it from World Market. It's C-H-E-M-E-X. And it's this wonderful pour-over coffee. And I sit in my beige chair and I drink my coffee. And I tell Alexa to play John Mayer. And it's part of my routine. I it just, it's my favorite part of my day because it's quiet and it's a routine. It's something every morning I know I can look forward to, and actually investing in that coffee maker was the greatest idea because it really has helped me um, get some normalcy. So any routine that you can get is going to be helpful. The third thing, you guys, my sleep game during quarantine has been on point. Now, I'm usually a pretty good sleeper, I sleep pretty well. I've never had a problem sleeping. I'm not a night person. I, you know, but when life was super chaotic, I would be asleep by 10 or 11. I'm not kidding you. I'm in bed by 9, 9.30 every single night, and I wake up naturally around 6 or 7. So I'm getting a solid amount of sleep every night. I'm getting like 9 eight, nine hours a night and I'm not waking up at all. I'm sleeping super solid. And that has been something that's really helpful because sleep is your body's recovery time. Sleep is so important for your brain and for your body and for every, sleep is so important. I could talk about it forever. And I really think the biggest thing that changed was slowing down, less stress, but um, well, I still have an immense amount of stress, but believe it or not, it's less than it was before. But I, the nightly baths that I take, I do take a bath almost every night. I do take CBD. That helps a lot. I really believe in CBD. That helps a ton. And then I haven't really been drinking alcohol at home since quarantine. So I used to get home from work and have a glass of wine because I would need to unwind. And now I don't think I've drank alone at home since probably, I think I've had one or two glasses here and there, but that's it. And then um, I just will lie in bed and listen to podcasts and I have this lavender spray I put on my pillow and I'm just sleeping like a princess. So sleep has been a huge part of, of having a good positive outlook during quarantine. It has helped me so, so much. The fourth thing, and uno momento, I'm going to take a sip of tea. Another reason solo podcasting is harder than people say. Mm-hmm. I really only think there's one solo podcaster that, that does it perfectly. Um, if you've heard of the Bitch Bible, stop everything you're doing right now. You can even honestly stop this episode and go listen. It is so, so good. She is absolutely brilliant and she's made to be a solo podcaster, but I digress. Number four for me was sunshine. Sun is medicine. Sun is the biggest reason I moved to Phoenix from Seattle. Seeing the sun has completely changed my life. 
So during quarantine, besides the days it was 115 plus, I go to the pool every single weekend and I lie in the direct sunlight. You know, we're SPF kids, but there is a certain amount of sunlight and sun exposure that you need to get vitamin D. And so that's been instrumental for me. A lot of times going on my walks, I would get sunshine, but making sure you're seeing the sun. And I was just thinking, man, if I lived in Seattle during quarantine, I don't know what I would be doing because I couldn't go on walks probably because it'd be raining and I wouldn't have sunshine. So there is vitamin D supplements and there are happy lights. When I lived in Seattle, I had a happy light. It's like a blue light you turn on and it gives you sunshine. So you can duplicate it. But for me, having the sunshine here was instrumental. Just getting direct sun exposure a few times a week was so big. And I'm super excited because I'm getting my vitamin D levels checked and I'm hoping they're normal because they were low in Seattle. And I think here they're probably normal because I get so much sun, but I'm curious to find out. But sunshine, huge, huge, huge. Sun is medicine. I cannot, that's my opinion. I think it's a lot of people's opinions, but I cannot stress that enough. And then there is number five could kind of be intertwined with a few, but music So I've never done this before, but because I'm home so much now, I will play music throughout the day and I sing at my desk. I sing when I'm cooking. I sing to my, I serenade Kobe all day and singing is eluding a frequency that's so beautiful. If you've ever taken a sound healing class or a sound bowl meditation class, those crystal bowls they make noise at a certain frequency that taps into different energies. And if you've ever listened to one, there's certain frequencies that our bodies kind of reject based on the energy we're feeling. Like I know the sacral chakra crystal sound bowl, it really makes me agitated because I'm so unrooted. I'm so floaty right now. I have so much vata out of balance that it doesn't sit well with me. But for other people, it's just this beautiful sound. So point is, music is powerful. Sound is powerful. So y'all, I'll just blast music and dance and sing. And that has been so good for me to be able to do. Just try it. Anytime you're singing, anytime you're moving, it feels good. And it, it honestly sounds so silly. And I haven't told anyone that. But I sing all day, every day. I sing very poorly. I actually even have a playlist on Apple Music called Songs for singing. <laughs> and it's all songs I sing to. And just to give you an idea, I'm going to list off a few. It is such a, such a good playlist. Feel free to follow me on Apple Music if you have it. Songs like I Am Light by India Ari, Are You Sure, Casey Musgraves featuring Willie Nelson. Oh, Make You Feel My Love is a great song to sing to. Slow Hands by Niall Horan. Helen Back by Maren Morris. A lot of these are more sad songs, but that's kind of my vibe these days. So outside of that, the last big thing that helped with self-isolation for me was rearranging my apartment. Feng shui is a thing and I move stuff around and it helped tremendously. But you guys, those are the five things that really, really, really helped me survive self-isolation. And if I had to do quarantine and COVID all over again, these are the things that I would recommend to myself. Going on walks, creating some sort of routine, no matter how small it is, like mine was literally making coffee, 
making sure that you're getting really good sleep and finding ways to implement things to to ensure that you're getting good sleep. Baths, CBD, lavender, no alcohol, whatever it might be. Sunshine, getting vitamin D, and then singing, music and singing. And if I had to write a letter to myself on March, March 14th when I went into isolation, that would be my recommendation to myself. You guys, if you are listening to this and any of these resonate with you, or if you have self-isolation tips, send them my way. Different strokes for different folks. Everything works for different people. But these things really, really saved me. Um, And I've been very grateful that I finally have found little things like this to implement. Now, of course, things are starting to slowly open up, but I hope wherever you are, you're staying safe. You're doing things to take care of yourself. Remember, self-care can only exist if you believe that you're worthy. You need self-worth to do self-care. Those two are non-negotiable and they're intertwined. I'm going to say that one more time. You are worthy of self-care, but you have to believe that you're worthy of yourself. You have to believe self-care comes from self-worth. So that being said, you guys know that the divine light within me sees and honors, loves, and cherishes the beautiful, bright divine light within each and every one of you because it is there and it's shining so bright. I feel it now more than ever. The world needs your light. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you're feeling it, feel free to give me a review or a rating. And if you're listening on Spotify or Anchor, wherever you're listening, feel free to hit the subscribe button. That way you will never miss an episode. Coming up next week, I am talking to my personal life coach about boundaries for an empath, but really boundaries for everyone. That's going to be a huge episode. I have my friend coming on later to talk about divorce at a young age. I know a lot of you guys listening have been through divorce in your 20s or early 30s. We're going to talk about life after divorce because there is life after that and it's okay to leave a toxic relationship, even if it's not divorce. I have someone coming on to talk about Reiki, my friend from Seattle who's a Reiki master. So there's a lot of good things coming and all of these topics intertwine with self-growth, self-love, coming home to yourself. And I'm so happy that you are here to join me on my spiritual journey and really it feels like our spiritual journey together. So thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful rest of your evening and I will see you on the next episode. My loves, have a good one. Mm-hmm.